0: good morning friends and family 10 a.m wednesday on the east coast for you on the west coast i mean it's 7 a.m um i'm danny the wine man
1: and here are the beach boys
0: Do- where are they? <laughs> right. For
1: some reason, the way you just said that, I always picture the opening of a movie where it starts and they're like in the car. Good morning, Los Angeles. The time is 9.17. Here's your first song of the day, The Beach Boys. Right. Or something like Phineas and Ferb or something. You know, right. Like the backyard Beach. Right. I'm Hunter. I'm Hunter the Entertainer here, also known as a Consumer, formerly known as. Uh, It's 2.49 p.m. here. It's not 10 a.m., but that's all right. We like telling lies. White lies.
0: Well, no. You're wrong, because when they listen to it, it's 10 a.m
1: happy 10 a.m that'll be 7 a.m on for you all on the west coast
0: all right yep we're back with episode two let's get into it tonight's entertainment
1: i'm not going to stop the wheel i'm going to break the wheel I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble.
0: Duh. All right, it is September 22nd. For those who listening, it's impossible for it to be September 22nd because. This episode hasn't even come out yet. Right, yeah. So technically, we're from the past. We are from
1: the past. When you hear this, it'll be times will be different. The world could
0: be over. Right, so when you listen to this, get the almanac, give us all of the bets on the almanac, mm-hmm. and hand it to us mm-hmm. back on September 22nd so we can cash those in for a cash prize.
1: Yes. Uh, we also plan on using the mechanism they use in Tenet to kind of go back in time so that we can use that almanac at an even earlier point in time and then return.
0: Right. We're not gonna get too much into time travel. No. But just get the almanac.
1: It's there, please. get the almanac, please.
0: Mm-hmm. I beg you. Um yeah, so it we are recording on a Tuesday. Um this is our second episode, or kind of our first, I guess.
1: Supposedly. so.
0: Or technically our eighth or ninth, who knows? Indubit in, in uh, yeah. There's Dub- a lot
1: of different lists you can peg from mate. Yeah,
0: yeah. Fuck off. Um <laughs> Do we have much intro and new do we have much news? No. But what do we ha- what we do have to say is, for news, um, House of the Dragon Game of Thrones spinoff is coming out in 2022. Pumped. Which is? Eh, yeah. Kind of two years ago. Yeah. Two years, no, not two years ago. Kind of two years in ahead. In
1: theory, this year we should have had our first spinoff with the White Walkers and the Children of the Forest. And we're not getting that because HBO didn't like the writing. So we're delayed another two years. So be it. I'll have their heads for this. Not today. Not tomorrow. We just but let the gods time. decide our fate with they, that stuff. Every yeah. time, I use a magic eight ball to do what I do in the mornings.
0: Right, magic eight balls are—they're more effective than people give them credit for. Uh,
1: I've seen some pretty bad things go down because of a magic eight ball answer. I'll tell you that much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just the reassurance you need. You're making a—you know—you're making a bad decision. You said, "Should I do this?" And you shake it. And says, "Absolutely, sir." It's—it's
1: it's as simple as waking up in the morning and saying, "Should I go to class today?" Little jiggle of the ball. No, I'm not.
0: You know what we should get for our desk is a magic eight ball. Yeah,
1: we should. That'd be a nice little. That'd be a nice little giblet. <laughs> not talking about the crock pieces. No,
0: it's giblets and um, oh, what's the other word? Uh, trinkets. Trinkets, yeah. trinkets and
1: giblets. Trinket, <laughs> and trinket. That's a tongue twister. Trinkets. Ch- okay. That's yeah, on. we're over that.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> um. So this spinoff's about the old Targaryens and. I don't know how far it goes into the conquest of Westeros. I assume that is the main story. Yeah, It's kind of the internal battle, and then when they attack Westeros. Yeah. Um, yeah, i will be good. It's a bunch of incest-loving blonde people. Why like Cersei and Jamie all over again. Yeah. Um, do I have an opinion on drapes. it till I see it? No.
1: No.
0: I hope they do good on the spinoffs.
1: Till I see a trailer. Till I see a trailer. Yeah,
0: t- the trailer might make me go wild.
1: Or it might make me just sogging mad. Sogging.
0: <laughs> Is it sogging or sodding? You're saying like a soggy. Like I just... kind of
1: thought it was sogging man. Right? Does Ron say sodding man? He's sodding man. Oh, yeah. Sodding man.
0: I don't know. Is there any yeah. British people listening to
1: us? If you are, just can you just let us know? Yeah. Or if you're just cultured?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cultured. British. Whatever you wanted to say.
1: British and culture might be the same thing. Yeah. As far as we're concerned.
0: I'm not going to hate on the British. There might be a few of them listening to us.
1: Yeah. Like, you yeah
0: whoa that sounded like a
1: gunshot just hit my hand on a cup holder uh,
0: while we're at it um <laughs> i hate how you look at the camera like that's like it's a live audience they need to, it is That'd a live sweet. audience. You know, like, now we need a laugh track <laughs>
1: um or like the wee people jumping yeah
0: yeah <laughs> we have, we have technological issues so yeah. far mm-hmm. um as you can probably tell we kind of have a slight bit of an echo right now we're trying to work on that I'm trying to work on my voice here but The way my room is set up this year, we have an echo problem. So our sound specialist and mixer and producer, Devin Black, not actually, he's just our guy. We called. He found us these little um, foam things that go over the mics that should help us. So obviously me and Hunter didn't order them when he told us to because we should have and probably would have had them by now because we procrastinate and that's how life goes. So you deal with the echo and we deal with that pain
1: too. Well, we would have ordered them if the bills covered the spread. That's all I have to say. He's letting Ryan Fitzpatrick march eighty <sighs> yards down the field with a guys. minute 30 in a minute thirty with one timeout.
0: Mike Ksiky looks like a god.
1: Mike Ksiky can burn at the stake.
0: Oh, speaking at of, the stake. Speaking of that, we'll move on from House of the Dragons. Um, kind of quickly, we watched The Devil All the Time last night, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> um, <laughs> was that the movie I expected? No,
1: no, nope, did not. Nope. It was... Uh, how you, uh, how I would say it, it is a very interesting film. Mm-hmm. The first 45 minutes, I don't know what in the sweet fuck is going on. But then the next hour and 15, it's pretty good. Yeah. The acting's great. It's just the story's a little wonky.
0: I'll say there, there might be too many characters. Too many characters. Um,
1: too bad timing flashbacks.
0: Mm-hmm. I... It was a little jumpy and I think I might have needed been like super locked in to even kinda of follow it. Did yeah. I dislike it? No. no. But that movie's a rent. Yeah. It's such a rent. Uh-huh. It's not a buy. I'm not coming back to it. Great acting, good characters. Very eerie. Um, shock factor. Shock
1: value was shock value. there. Mm-hmm. Was there.
0: I saw some twisted, twisted things and uh Oh Lord <laughs> Oh Lord is but right. Look at me, Lord Yeah. This there there's a scene with um. Guy from Harry Potter. Now I'm forgetting his name. Dudley. Dudley. Um, Dudley Dursley. Yeah, he. Uh, I'm just. It's not really a spoiler. He just puts spiders on his face, and these spiders look weirdly realistic, and like the way they fall on him is terrifying. It'll make your skin crawl. Oh, could you imagine, boy, waking up in the
1: middle of the night to
0: spiders
1: on you? I'd probably jump out the window like Hitler and Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Jojo. Time for supper.
0: Oh, that's on HBO right now. If you yes, haven't seen is. Jojo Rabbit, one of my favorite movies of 2019, it's on HBO Max. Get on it. Mm-hmm. Um, So, quarantine was one of the best times probably to consume media ever. I mean, I feel like I didn't consume as much as I really should have. But did I do some damage? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I got some things off the chopping block.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know where those days went. I feel like I could have watched Lord of the Rings eight times, but I ended up never watching Lord of the Rings. So it's like, where did those days go? I don't know. Summer got kind of skipped. I didn't know summer happened. Um, so I reckon uh, there were some good shows that came out and some big fads. So what did we watch over quarantine? I think we need to let the people know because a lot of these things are still available to stream and... You want to get on these things when they're available to stream when these mm-hmm. movies come out and it's like, "Oh my god, Joker's on HBO." And you're like, "Ah, I'll watch it down the road." Yeah.
1: You just watch it when it comes out and you yeah, move on with your life. And that's it. You that's don't it. you don't got to create a big uh a big list, here. just no. get it done one at a time. Yeah. Don't over don't overbook yourself cuz then,
0: you know what? That movie's off and now you got to stream it off some website or pay for it.
1: And nobody wants to spend mm-hmm. money where money needs doesn't need to be spent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> am, I, am I am I wrong? Am I wrong? Come on. I'm not. I'm not fucking wrong. Ooh, that
0: was pretty good. Yeah. I'm, not f- yeah. I'm not
1: fucking wrong. <laughs> Come on, cuz.
0: I can't do it. Um, So I want to go through a few things that we uh, watched and give them the spiel on you. If you should get them, watch them. Buy, rent, skip. First thing, I think a lot of the guys listening, a lot of sports fans watched The Last Dance
1: oh yeah yeah
0: two episodes a week on espn that was a thrilling it was
1: awesome they did a great job with that
0: that's on netflix now. yeah so that's available to stream and that's a buy that's a buy that was a great 30 for 30 10 part um top-notch stuff Mm -hmm. then i watched avatar which i won't get into because we have a special guest on today talking avatar um yeah that's on netflix everyone watched tiger king right
1: I mean, if you don't know who Carabasque and the bitch that all gets shot in the face is, shot in the head, then I don't know if you ever watched... I don't even know if you own a Netflix account. Everybody and their mother knows about the Tiger King. Joseph Maldonado something. He's got like five names by the end of it. The Tiger King, Joe Exotic. He keeps hyphening his last name because he keeps marrying dudes.
0: Uh, I I don't know.
1: Sure, yeah. Right, maybe it's a me thing.
0: Maybe. That, That show was a thrill. You gotta watch it. Um, that was one of those things, like, how'd you not hop on that fat? Oh, yeah. How'd you fall behind that Yeah, one? I'm eating Cheez-Its right now. Yeah,
1: you are. I'm watching. It's unsettling to the camera. into my face. Get the fuck out of here. Sorry. I got work to do. Mm-hmm, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get on get now, boy! Get on now, get! Get! And this is my horse, Fritz. My name is Dr. King Schultz. This is my horse, Fritz. <laughs>
0: Mr. Django Unchained is on Netflix.
1: Did you watch that over quarantine?
0: No. Then it doesn't matter. You're right. I watched it. Does not matter. Last time I watched it was January. (sighs) January. Yeah. Right.
1: January. In the movie room.
0: In the movie room. All right. So this movie uh, I've been recommending to everyone now it's on Hulu. um, Peanut Butter Falcon, Um, starring Shia LaBeouf.
1: Yeah, I gotta see that.
0: Um, That movie is the most feel good fantastic storytelling original idea movie ever it hit on all aspects great acting Dakota Johnson um, was in it it's basically uh, I'll give a quick synopsis for this one because I feel like not everyone knows about this one but um, it's this mentally challenged I think it's Down Syndrome and he's like they keep him like an old person home and he's got this VHS tape and every day he watches it and it's about this like wrestling camp but it's like this like classic like 80s, 70s thing and he like it's in somewhere in Louisiana and you know he always wants to go there so it's like he escapes and um, he finds Shia LaBeouf who's like a troubled um, fisherman guy and he's just a troubled kid and they just go on this journey together and it's just a traveling tale of two men yeah that's all it is that's on Hulu yeah yeah. Um, we both watched all Harry Potters yep they and were on HBO Max but not anymore they
1: ripped them off like savages like sav- like lambs to the slaughter they were taken off
0: God Harry damn. Potter series is always worth a rewatch damn you Warner Brothers mm-hmm. Hunter you watched Public Enemies
1: watched Public Enemies little Johnny Depp flick he plays John Dillinger the old gangster from back in the day really good watch some good actors in there Christian Bale Channing Tatum uh, I rewatched People vs OJ Simpson. Can't go wrong with that. Wait, Everyone. Are, we, are we
0: streaming with Public Enemies or no? Public
1: Enemies is on Netflix. Public Enemies is on Netflix. So is the People vs OJ Simpson. Mm-hmm. I, I did a lot of Netflix watching. HBO wasn't really. They were. I feel like they were kind of working on pumping out Max, so they didn't really putting out a lot of shows or movies. I guess. Um, I watched Waco on Netflix. That's like the. It's called a biopic, right? Where it's like a documentary, but it's not. It's like a movie right but yep. it's a tv show it's yep. just about like a religious cult down in texas true really true that it's uh it's the reason behind like the ATF or something like that and why the FBI has a lot of laws about engagements it's really intense it's really good uh we watched dave yep. who's dave
0: um yeah i'll hit on dave a little extra cuz I think Dave was one of those quarantine watchers that I really thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, it
1: was awesome. It was com- it was comical, which is what we needed in those dark times of no eating yeah,
0: out. But it's more than your average comedy. I, I think the thing that hits so good about Dave is it's just true. It feels so real. It's really authentic. And, like, you know, that's what did happen. And you can tell Dave just told it as it is, pretty much. Oh, yeah. And he's funny, though.
1: Oh, yeah. He's great. <laughs> Lil Dicky. Dave Byrd.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a fly in this room. Yeah, we got to kill him then, huh? Yeah
1: if this was like wanted I could shoot the fly's wings off with a gun you ever seen that movie Wanted Angelina Jolie is that where uh, Morgan Freeman was she like James McAvoy and they they curve the bullet curve the bullet with the
0: gun and whip it across I feel like I know that trailer yeah everyone knows that's it yeah Um, you talked about you watched Space Force with Steve Carell yeah kind of a skip.
1: yeah it's one of those shows that uh you'll watch the first episode go okay watch the second episode and go okay and then after that you just kind of have it on in the background while you're doing homework or messing around you know i mean it's steve corral it's it's comedy they're trying to do something different john malkovich is in it he's he's funny jimmy yang jimmy o yang or whatever his name is in silicon valley a couple other things he's the asian dude little asian dude he's funny Mm. uh yeah it was all right yeah i
0: watched the first episode i said (laughs) huh. We didn't need it. And we both watched Shrek 1 and 2. Yes, we did. I got that on DVD, Can't so... Can't go wrong.
1: There were one, Shrek 2 was on Hulu. I own all, all of them on DVD, but... They were just streaming when I watched them. Just couldn't resist. Can't go wrong with Shrek and Fiona in the swamp.
0: <laughs> no, those movies hold up so fucking oh, well. Oh, they're great. They're they great. hold up so well. Donkey gets better. every. Like they all. To, it just holds up.
1: Anti-Disney.
0: Yeah. Anti-Disney. That is the anti-Disney Yark. movie. Yark. Yark. <laughs> Alright, so, um... Yeah, that's about it for what we thought stood out for quarantine. Who else had a... Give Give us your quarantine watches. Yeah,
1: comment below. Comment below. What, what did you watch over quarantine, huh? Is this something we've seen, something we haven't seen?
0: Oh, all right, yep. Um. All right, well, we're back. <laughs> I don't know what I just did. Hey, it's technology, huh? No one's a tech guy. Well, Lord
1: knows I ain't good with the technology. <laughs> no, Lord no, knows Hunter's I am good with it. a pen and paper guy. Yeah, I am. I'm old school. Just like my pops. Belt and wooden spoon.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> we kick it old school here. Um, Yeah, so we're moving on here. Um, the Sunny D's getting to my head. Uh, I don't think I can focus anymore.
1: Yeah, I know you poured a little
0: liquor in there. Don't you lie to me, well, boy. It's 100% vitamin C. It's,
1: it's not 100% vitamin C when half of that thing's Tito's, all right? So cut the bullshit. I know you're getting drunk on the job. Could you imagine? I'm going to sue you so hard.
0: First of all, I'd only if I'm getting drunk on the job, I'm drinking out of a flask. Okay. Second of all, I don't own a flask.
1: Sure, so therefore no junking on the job.
0: That's class. Yeah, yeah, no, like you you bring a date to some gala, some some fancy event, and she just keeps that flask right on her thighs. right
1: on her right on her thighs into her leader hosen. <laughs> where you just gotta she's gotta lift up her pant leg, pull out the flask. Let's drink some Jim Beam.
0: But, on the other leg is her gun and
1: or knife. And or
0: knife. Just in case you get yes. in a fight.
1: I think gun would be by the ankle. Or I guess, yeah, gun or knife could be... I think you would keep knife at the ankle, gun on the thigh.
0: Like...
1: Yeah. At the governor's ball. And well, it's just like... You're ca-ca-ca. the governor's daughter. You're the governor's daughter. Um.
0: So... What are you watching on YouTube? Segment
1: one. segment one. I
0: thought we phased that out.
1: We never did. It's gonna come back every once in a while. (laughs) Just like random dancing and we're back.
0: Oh, I really wish we just had like a um, like that random dancing. Soundboard. Um, You just press it the little little box. box. Little blue remote. It was just like
1: random dancing. Because we we need
0: crowd noise, right? So when they're like we need like
1: ha we're like dance, dance you know like, where's that at? Right, I need that here. ASAP now.
0: We'll probably have live audience next episode.
1: Nice. Newport? Yeah. Come in here, Newport.
0: Yeah, thank you. You are diddling with that for a while. Was
1: ball- Every time I'd move, I'd hit it. I don't diddle.
0: <laughs> what yeah, does Frank say? The Yankee
1: doodle dandy. No, wait. What does
0: Frank say in that episode? Frank's he,
1: goes, he goes, oh, I got a little song. I don't diddle you kids. I'm over here. I'm not touching you kids. I'm in that dressing room. You're in this dressing room. I'm not diddling you kids. <laughs> I'm not touching them because I'd be wrong. He
0: goes, I'm going to go over there. Not, I'm gonna go in my own dressing room on this side. <laughs> they have a mic up in the back. All right. Segment one. Yeah. What are you watching on YouTube this week, honor? You asking me? I'm asking. You. Here's what I'm
1: watching. Right. I mean, I, I've been kind of perusing. I haven't. I haven't found my niche this week. And uh, last night we watched our movie with Robert Pattinson, of course. And for some reason, it just got me wanting to watch him so bad. So I went on a little two, three hour binge last night little Robert Pattinson clips, Watch some Robert Pattinson movie, you know, I was just, I was in the zone, I was a sucker for his acting last night, Watching some clips from Lighthouse, a couple of movies I'd never heard of, which were fascinating to watch him in, from The King, you know, he played the Dolphin, the Frenchman, I was just, I was watching him, I was watching his art last night, it was getting me juice, I was looking up his new movies coming out soon. Mm-hmm. The guy's a man of many voices and many talents, and this is the beginning. We are going to see Robert Pattinson. He's going to be around for a long time.
0: People are high on that man. He's a he's a good actor. It's yeah. that simple. And you know, Twilight did it to him, and he went on this silent career of doing movies that you know people have heard of, yeah. but not not your average consumer, not no. the people who listen to this, not me and you. No no
1: you know shout out shout out my friend from back home and neighbor Kiana Kayberry she goes to NYU she, she swipes up after I saw Tenet she goes how was Robert Pattinson I said the guy was great she goes trust me I know she's seen every one of his damn films she's yeah. she's revered him for years now and I go I wish I was I wish I was there with you yeah. I wish I'd saw them all
0: yeah um, we saw Tenet the other day again. you guys can ask you guys can let us know on Twitter or just text us if you want us to do a full review I'm not sure we are um you kind of, you know, you guys got to let us know. I liked the movie, and I thought it was good. Is it warranted of a full movie review from us? Could be. Could, Could be. not be. Yeah, depends.
1: Depends on your ears, guys. It,
0: it's worth going to see in theaters. Um, you definitely should see it in theaters if you're gonna go see it. Is it the best known movie ever? No. No. Is it the greatest movie ever? No. no. Is it a bad movie? Absolutely no. not. No, Absolutely it gives not. you. It's a great act- film. It gives you action. It gives you story. And it gives you some something to chew on.
1: And good acting. And great acting. Common with the Nolan film
0: The stunts are great stun- it, it looks great
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah so Robert Patton's on YouTube um, He was good in uh, The Devil
1: what? What? I always forget what it's called It's like The Devil Inside The Devil The Devil The,
0: the British... Devil Next Time No The Devil All The Time
1: The Devil All The Time Yeah He talks like this He's the Reverend
0: Yeah he's pretty good He
1: goes oh you're the Russell's boy <laughs> does, I mean he plays Bat- He's got the Batman voice He's got his deep British voice He's got Reverend T. Garden. We're excited for Batman. We're excited for. Batman. Is that what right. it is? Pretty yeah. much, pretty much but, that's it. Right. What's your YouTube channel?
0: Right. Um, your YouTube watch. I'm excited. For I'm Batman. bringing
1: it back. I'm excited for Batman.
0: Something. Give me Nirvana. Um. So I've definitely said this as back in the day as. Is
1: Say it hello. To... Yeah. Yeah, we're recording here.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, man. Oh, it's, it's all right. uh,
1: sl- Slick. Maybe get a fine uh, sign or something. Oh, I mean, we texted the group chat. No,
0: we should get a recording sign. We should
1: get a recording sign, you're right. Sorry, everybody, that's Slick William. You've met him before, you'll meet him again. Yeah. Um, Great guy.
0: Yeah. Slick Silly. So, um, I back in the day when we used to do Channel of the Week, and now we've pivoted to, what are you watching? Pivot. On YouTube. Pivot. Mm-hmm. Pivot. And pivot. Pivot. Um,
1: if you get that reference, nods off, caps off.
0: What are you referencing? Friends. Oh. No. Pivot? I'm, no, it's just... Pivot? I'm saying pivot.
1: <laughs> I digress.
0: That's how you know you're a good big man in basketball, if you can pivot.
1: If you can pivot. It's all about the pivot foot. Two,
0: one. And pivot. Pivot. Uh, yeah, Blake knocked on the door again, so we just cut that out. Spit take. <laughs> that was a huge spit take. Um, so we're getting a recording sign after what just happened. For sure. Um, what am I watching on YouTube? Because I feel like I've said that three times already because I just can't get to it. Um, Spit it out. I'm watching Casey Neistat again. Oh, you already used some of your channel. Shut up. Shut up. Um, shut the fuck up. Pow! Pow! <laughs> shut up, Clyde. Um, shut up, Millie. Um, so, but, Casey nice that Casey Neistat used to do daily vlog. That was his thing. That's what made him famous. And that's what made YouTubers have this massive platform. Everyone loves Casey Neistat. He's a hero on YouTube. Um, and he moved away from New York and had been posting once a month, relatively, just videos when he could. And, he started a family. He's got a family. He's on a whole new page his life. So no one expected him to do this. And Casey has daily vlogged for almost two weeks. Straight two straight weeks now. That's fourteen vlogs almost.
1: Fourteen vlogs? God damn it. That's
0: fourteen. He's got a whole new vibe. He's got kids. He's surfing. It's yeah, he's surfing. He's in LA. And like his cinematography and the work he puts into his videos are better than ever. And the thing I just love watching him. It, if you're not a Casey fan, hey, it's a good time to get into him.
1: He runs a great video. He runs a great channel. I really do. I advocate just as much as Dan says it. He knows way more than I do about him. He's watched way more videos, but every time he's on, you can't not watch. It's great. It's short. It keeps you active. No scenes more than 30 seconds to a minute. Mm-mm constantly moving great music great edits
0: he's he's the goat youtuber it's, it's that simple like, i don't to really talk about it too much he's the goat youtuber and like his channel goes deep so if you watch his recent videos and you get into them you're gonna find out that casey runs a lot deeper than 10 good videos yeah i can you can believe yeah. that
1: you can believe that 10 good videos for 10 good men <laughs> 10 good men
0: all right um yeah so that's what we watched on youtube this week um you know no, stuff comes and goes on youtube okay um so we're flipping up the show here with our first guest um, Woo! yeah
1: come on first guest of the year yeah we're jazzed you're uh, gonna love this
0: guy can you guess can you guess who it could be i doubt it i doubt you doubt it manny ramirez no
1: Sonny koufax
0: Mariano Rivera. I
1: knew it. I knew I knew we were going Southern American for this one. I had a feeling that's who's going to show up on the big screen right here. I'm him
0: to Donovan McNabb to get a Campbell's Chunky Soup commercial in.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do a little Donnie Mick, a Chandler Campbell's Chunky Soup commercial.
0: I guess it's James.
1: James. And we're talking Avatar, and he is going to light up the show. So
0: it's, it's the last Airbender streaming on Netflix right now. So, um,. I'll let him do the talking, huh?
1: James, come on in, James.
0: Third time. I think this is the third time. Um, We're happy to invite our first guest um, back to the podcast on a rerun. Um, For Avatar The Last Airbender, self-proclaimed firebender, meet Mr. James Caney. Yeah. Yeah. Gentlemen,
2: pleasure to be on the pod, man. And, you know, as a a fan of the pod, I just want to say that we're glad you're back. It's good for you guys to be back. We've been itching to be back. We've yeah.
1: This is everything I could have imagined. I'm sitting here with James Daniel in a brand new studio. I'm my my, my nipples are hard. Ah Thank Thanks for looking up, man. Things Thanks are looking for looking up.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, well everything's going down, we're coming up, huh? When the people need us most. But we gathered here for one reason. That's the talk Avatar The Last Airbender, yes. Nickelodeon's hit animation TV series that recently dropped on Netflix and gave it the resurgence the series needed, um, dropped in 2008, 61 episodes, yeah, Avatar The Last Airbender.
2: Phenomenal. Great show.
0: Um, great yeah, show. so, I mean, we might have already done this once, but I'll ask again. So, did you guys watch on TV when it came out, or were you or the recent Netflix um,
2: push of the show? Yeah, you know, I I started watching it in, like, season one and two, but the more I thought of it after we asked it the first time, um, I remember I didn't see season three, like, on TV before. And, like, I watched it, like, some time down the road.
1: That... I couldn't agree with you more. That blows my mind that you just said that, because when you said that, it just triggered the whole thing for me. I feel like they just never put it on TV. It was yeah, season and one it wasn't and two marketed as much. At all. There was nothing. It just fell off, and I didn't end up watching season three until I got the Wii in the little Netflix disc, and then I watched it. So I finally got my closure probably a couple of years later.
2: And it was the best season, too. And they it didn't was. Really- I think so. I think yeah, so. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, everyone hey,
0: – Yeah. Hey, who didn't watch um, Netflix on their Wii? You're not a real one if you didn't. Um, But we got a lot of things to talk about because while this show is technically made for kids, it holds up generally as one of the best animated TV shows ever, um, generally with fans and critics. And there's like a few reasons why. um, And I just definitely want to get into a few of them. The first one that I definitely want to talk about was like – the Avatar is more than just its story. It really comes down to its characters, which complement the story very well, personally. So there's a lot of big character growth and arcs. And, you know, it takes three books to do them. But what, what do you think are like, so what are your, some of your favorite uh, arcs, growth stories, James, for characters?
2: You know, one of the things that I think makes the show unique that's like not even that, it's just like the world that they built with like people controlling all four elements and there being like this one thing that's like controlled all four like that was such a cool world that they built and that like transcends like youth to like when you're older um but yeah just like the character development the writing was so good in the show and the character development of some of the characters just made it so so good and it just delivered like it gave you everything that like you wondered and like were questioning like they answered the questions for you
0: yeah i think avatar the i want to talk about it a little bit but like getting off the story of character arcs, but what I love so much about is the three books. It's not three separate seasons of TV. It's three books create this series as Avatar, Last Airbender, and they're so well woven in together to reach one final pinnacle event. And I think that's a big part of the show.
2: It just lives up to the hype. It's crazy. It really does. They build it so well.
0: Yeah. And then one character arc I really like, I mean, most people notice is Zuko's, but like besides Zuko, you have, you had Zuko's redemption arc, kind of a redemption arc Aang from innocent child to being the avatar the protector the balance of the world katara becomes the powerful woman and a bender which not many women bend and Sokka becomes from being uh the goofy kid to respected, a respected man and like a true leader um which one of which one of those character stories are your favorite
2: you know i would have to say I think Sokka had a really cool arc. Um, I mean, Zuko is my favorite by far, but he's just, like, the easy answer there. Um, I was just like wondering. I think Zuko is, like, Jamie Lannister. If Jamie Lannister had a good ending. You know, he's, like, Absolutely. that kind of character. No, that's exactly what I thought, yeah. Yeah, just, like, kind of a dick to start. Bitch sister. Bitch sister.
1: <laughs>
2: Came around and was good in the end. I'm yeah. like mr lannister but just such a good like wholesome character arc. yeah uh,
0: what i love about zuko is like it, in the beginning of book one you find him out of like up oh, there's the villain right and then you don't know why he's hunting the avatar then you find out it's his dad and zuko's so annoying and then he literally has his chance at the end of season two and he, that's where he has that jamie lannister fall he goes back to azula and then he yep. goes home and he realizes his whole life whatever he wanted was not what he wanted he did not want to capture the Avatar and come home to Fire Nation being this guy. And he went on this self-journey and became the man like that he actually wanted to be. And he joins Team Avatar and helps defeat his dad. It's just perfect.
1: Well, let me, let me ponder a question on top of that. Uh, Azula o- allegedly kills Aang in the catacombs at the end of Season 2, right? Right, Is that yeah. That was? yeah. And so Zuko goes back. She, he wakes up and she everybody thinks that Zuko killed the Avatar, right? Right all this thing parades glory he has all the honor back in the world and then she tells him that he's not dead or he gets a glimpse or an idea that the avatar is no longer dead so i guess my question is do you think zuko would have gone on the righteous path and done all of this if if he never thought that the avatar survived
0: i th- i think he was the one who kind of knew he was alive and Azula kept peppering him to be like, well, if the Avatar's alive, then what are you – you know, like that type sure. of thing. So I think he was the one who kind of knew, and Azula was like, well, that's why she let him have the glory just in case he was alive. Right. I think that's that's what more happened there. Well,
1: that answers my question. Yeah. I yeah. suppose. <laughs> that was a quick little 180.
2: But uh, to answer that question, you know, I think he – like, that made him whole, like, the Avatar being alive and finding that out. Because I rewatched one of the episodes uh, today, just to prepare for this, and it was the one about the Fire Lord and, like, Avatar Roku, the Avatar before Ang. Awesome. Episode. And you find out that Zuko's um, maternal great-grandfather is Avatar Roku, so he's, like, kind of the culmination of, like, the Avatar and, like, the Fire Lord. Right. And um, the whole series is him just like struggling with that. And then finally at the end, he chooses the right path, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. He was always trying to find himself. He was
1: always um, trying to find himself. And that's what his uncle always preached. Find yeah. yourself, Zuko. Find yourself.
0: Yeah. What a character, Uncle Iroh. Yeah. Oh,
1: unbelievable. Yeah. So Hunter, right.
0: wait, what happened with his voice actor?
1: Right. So I think the, the voice actor's name, not I think, I know his name is Mako. And he passed away right after he fell. Oh shit.
2: I didn't away. know that. That's sad.
1: So in season three, in book three, he never speaks at all until the final three episodes mm-hmm. because they didn't want people to catch on because it's a different character. You know, they yeah. go from
2: yeah, totally. yeah. this
1: great voice actor who was in Samurai Jack, and he did obviously Uncle Iroh and a bunch of other you know, mm-hmm. short little skits and whatnot. And then they just bring in this other voice actor that kind of sounds like him. And I didn't think that the writers of the show wanted to lose the authenticity by bringing in a different actor. So they kind of kept his role mediocre. I mean, he was in that prison cell for the first 10 episodes of season yeah. three.
2: I feel just like it was ripped. Yeah. He was. Oh yeah. yeah. Just getting
1: jammed. He, he <laughs> yeah. turned into
2: the goddamn Terminator. Right. What the fuck? I didn't see <laughs> <fucking> an <laughs> old person get that jacked. That's what I'm saying, Because he's a, a dragon. Was he
0: dragon of the east or dragon, dragon of, the, of west? the west? Dragon of the west. Dragon of
2: the west. Dragon of the west, yeah. Dragon of the west things, man.
0: Um, you know, I, we were doing our Game of Thrones rewatch, so I kind of like these cross parallels. But uh, like writing wise, like Cersei in season eight was that silent character who, and then everyone hated it. But like Iroh was used so well being this silent character he just had zuko in his ear and he didn't answer zuko once and it made zuko do this thing and it was like that's good writing that's
2: good writing." they mean they did it so well because like i was just like devastated that zuko chose to help azula in that cave Yeah, and um that that's a really cool scene too when they like get back together that is special yeah yeah
0: um i like that little callback with like that um bounty hunter like rat thing that can smell out anything Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um so moving on to our my second thing I kinda of wanted to hit here. So we kind of already hit on it, but the three books. So I, I watched a YouTube video that I called each episode a chapter and like for some reason that just hit so home with me. Like each chapter matters. It develops some part of a character or a story. So like I don't know, what, what made these three books so special? Like the way the show was spread out and, you know, well thought out from the start.
2: Yeah, so I think what they did really well is I think a good story needs a good antagonist. And they kind of had that like each season and kept it fresh. You know, like season one was Zuko in the first half and then that Admiral in the second half. Commander Zhao. Half started to develop more. Commander Zhao, yeah. Um, and then they got Azula in the first one, in the second season. And that kind of went over to the third. And the third was like the Fire Lord and everything too. Um, so there was just always like conflict, which was good. And it was like fast paced um but i think like what what book is your favorite just curious
0: um uh probably book three just because of all that goes down um you know book one's good on its own it has to start goofy and this is lighthearted show it's a different show back then um but probably book three for me
2: i'm a book
1: two guy through and through yeah I, i just like how the scale of the show gets bigger each season you know all or all books i mean Book one, they're in the South Pole. You know, you don't really see these grand cities yeah. and people and all these different villages and whatnot. You get to season two, book two, God, I keep messing that That's up. Right. And it's it's such a cool first half and second half. The first half, Aang's trying to find a, uh, an earthbending teacher and they're going all over the place and trying to figure out what the next move is. And then they lose Appa. And then the last half of the book... Devastating episodes when they lose Appa. The so you never seen Aang more fired up in his life.
2: Mm-mm. Oh, dude.
1: Real tears. just
2: He raged.
1: He raged hard. Rightfully so. And rightfully so. That's yeah. his baby.
0: Book two was great. Yes, it
1: was. And then the second half, it's embossing say, and there's so much more going on than you
2: yeah.
1: think. You just have to assume that everybody knows there's a huge war going on, and you get to the biggest city in the world, and there's just so much politics. It's so phenomenal. Yeah, it's
2: really good.
1: You have a secret police and the Dai Li. A, you, know, you had the Dai Li and long Fang. Yeah. and I, I just love book two. I really think that's the big development for a lot of the characters, and you get this you everything comes together in book You're two right. I think
2: yeah the at the end of book two, like the show really kind of got its footing and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, like we know what we're gonna be now, and that turned season three like really good as well.
0: It got, it got real real quick
1: real real yeah. just because at the end of, of book two there's hope, right? There's going to be the solar eclipse or whatever it is. And they're going to be able to overpower the fire nation. And then out of nowhere, Azula right. comes in. Everything they, d- they just worked on for the last eight or nine episodes torn down in one.
0: Right, Crazy,
1: crazy buildup just for an even more devastating fall.
2: Absolutely. I, you know what I, are great episodes in the season two as well? Um, it's like the storm one. And yeah, And then the one where, no, that's season one I'm thinking about actually. But some of my favorite episodes in the show are in season one, and it's the storm, and it's when they really kind of start doing, like, the side-by-side Aang and Zuko episodes. Yeah. And um, it's the, you kind of learn, like, Iro's telling about Zuko's past and how he got a scar and everything, and Aang's telling about how he got lost in the iceberg. And then it goes to the next episode where Zuko, like, saves Aang, and, like, that's when you really start seeing, like, them, like, working together and, like, what they can do when they work right. together
1: you see the early, the early foundations of what needs yeah. to happen in season three. It is cool. Like, they have those little moments sprinkled throughout the show where they look at each other and right before they freak out in rage, it's mm. like, why are we doing this? Zuko and Aang, right they're
0: it. so connected and you see it throughout the end, especially with that dragon scene. Like, when they become good friends and even at the very, very end of the story, he's running the Fire Nation, Aang's the Avatar. Like, from the start, their stories are both kind of similar. They made that mistake and they have to earn their honor back, you would say, like, you know ang thinks he's the reason there's a war yeah zuko, zuko thinks um you know he has to restore honor with his father and all that because of that so it's like they both have their own redemption stories and you know they each have their own pains. it's really interesting and i love i love that scene with the dragons so cool. oh
2: that's so dope the fire yeah oh, the fire is
1: so phenomenal um james quick question for you here i mean I think, I think I know the answer. I think a lot of people here know the answer. What was your favorite undoubted episode of
2: the show? Oh, man.
1: It's hard. I mean, there's, there's, a lot. I'd, I'd there's over one. 60. Yeah, yeah. Give me one. Give me one. Top of your head right now.
2: So if I had to say one, I would probably just say the last episode um, of the whole show. I think it ends so, so well. And the two fights are just so, so good. Absolutely. Um, the other one that I was thinking about, though was the last episode they end the show ends the seasons really well the last episode in season two was really really good too
1: it's very good i like that i like that i see it it piques my interest because i kind of had a feeling you were going to say the tales of Bossing say just because we talked about that before i mean
2: that's a great one dude most emotional scene is sure, that when was sure. singing about his son. And me. <laughs> the East yeah, from the Vine.
1: Thinking about it now, I guess it's not the episode that brings the whole show together or, like, such a huge plot point. But I yeah, guess it
2: would be the sh- it's episodes like that that make the show great.
0: Right. No doubt. They they stand on their own, yet add so much to these characters.
1: I mean, they do a little tale of Momo. Right? Yeah. I mean, who was who to yeah. see that? What
2: one, a character.
1: Right? What a character. So correct. I yeah. mean... If you're if if I would have read the synopsis of that episode before I watched it, it was like, Oh, we're gonna look at all these different characters, I would have never have thought Momo would have been yeah. in it. And it's so cool about it is that at the end of it, what leads into the next episode is Momo finds Opus footprint, right. right? I mean it's supposed to be goofy, like he's
2: such good writing. It's yeah. Such good
1: writing. Even though there's no words in that entire little scene. It's he's just going around like messing around with these other animals, and then you know they find each other back again, and then it's, boom, it's Appa's footprint. And we're right back into the story. We're, we're yeah, missing this yeah. Key character, and now we're
0: here. Appa's lost days, I think, follows that, and that's actually a really good episode as well. Um, yeah, because Zuko sets him free. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yes,
1: he does. Oh, I forgot about that damn. Exactly. It's another yeah. one of those little ah oh, he's not such a bad guy. Well,
0: what's yeah, cool
2: you see him turn around.
0: Yeah, you learn that actually super early. The beginning like uh, I'm like people love Avatar, I'll watch it and I'm like Zuko's the bad guy. Instantly. The whole time I'm assuming he's just going to follow the Avatar. And then like just a few episodes in you're like this is not your average animated TV show. These people are a lot more uh, complex than that. Um all right. So yeah i the three books are big reason you know i mean it works so well the story learning the three elements ang needs to learn um moving on the final battle um and end of season three so it's that final episode sozin's comet is actually a two hour special when it was on tv mm-hmm. um netflix you watch it in pieces but it is what it is i mean it's still four episodes in And I kind of missed as live TV like that energy, you know. You see the commercials and stuff. Tune in this
1: Wednesday at five o'clock for the grand finale of Avatar: The Last Airbender. You're
0: watching Drake and Josh before, and you just got the countdown in the bottom right corner.
1: Sure, it's like ticking from an hour and eighteen minutes. What
2: What year did that come back? It was in what year? Uh, Was in two thousand eight. Yep, two thousand eight was the final. Wow, dude, take me back then, just seriously. Hey, seeing Avatar finale on the bottom of my screen.
1: Google dolls said better days. What a time!
2: Yeah, that that was simpler times. That's when, like, I think that's when Lil Wayne released the song "Lollipop." Like, he did. What a great time!
1: It was a great year for America. That's you what know?
2: happened right there.
1: Uh, Even though in two thousand eight we had a recession, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> very true. Very true. And I
2: was I was young, but but it didn't affect us. No, no. We didn't know what the fuck was going on. It's like I was, it's like young kids now. Like they don't really know what the fuck's going on. No,
0: oh, God. no. They're just watching TikTok. We were watching Kids Choice. Yeah, exactly. Books. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> um. So yeah. Final episode. Um. I think. The key to a good show is always the finale. Like there is no worse taste in your mouth than a bad finale. Um, we, I mean, I don't hate Game of Thrones season eight, but we see it with Game of Thrones season eight. Yeah. Um, How I Met Your Mother dropped the ball.
1: A little bit. Even Lost, even,
0: even Lost, lost had so some hate. I like Lost. Not great. No, but it had some hate, and it's not. It's not perfect. To do a perfect finale. Breaking Bad, another great ending. Breaking Bad hits it on the nose. They,
1: do. they did a great yeah. job.
0: Um it's it's one of the hardest things to do in tv and it can leave a bad name with your show um so avatar caps it off beautifully and this four four part special is the reason so like the first episode is I'll bring it so the episode before this is the um review episode you know like the callback episode but they do it in a play it's kind of really well done
1: because
0: there's a little bit of story still in there
1: it's calm before the storm it's yeah, nice childish sure. this is a good episode before it gets nitty gritty
2: for the maybe end of the world, you know, yeah, it's just exactly. heavy shit for real.
1: And we find out they're about to firebomb the all hell out of the Earth Kingdom, right? right. Like, there's, yeah, like, he's going scorched earth. Yeah, scorched earth.
0: Yes, yeah, so, literally. So then we get um, Zuko. They're all on the beach, and Zuko attacks Aang and everyone's like, "What's going on?" You know, and Zuko's like, "It's happening, right?" Like, uh, Azula's doing. Azula wants to. no I'm in they wanted to burn it all down whatever he preps them on all that going on he's like you are fighting him in three days you need to get ready this is the fire lord we're talking about so they do a little bit of fire bending ang works on his skills a little bit that's basically the episode yeah um nothing much to that then we get into episode two and ang goes to that island so at the end of episode one, he leaves he, like disappears all yeah. night um he goes on the island which was like the lion turtle mm-hmm. Um, and, and Aang spiritual. goes to the spirit world and talks to Roku and Kiyoshi and like I, I really like that scene if you guys have any thoughts on that one.
2: Hunter anything?
1: Sure yeah um, it's kind of the clo- in my mind at least it's the closure that Aang needs to know what he has to do mm-hmm. here because everyone says you have to kill the fire lord he has to die there's nothing you can do you have to work up the strength to end a man's life. And you're talking to a what a 12, yeah. 13 year old boy, yeah. been frozen in an iceberg for a hundred years. And it's just, it's this inner battle among his mind. Just what do I do here? Mm-hmm. And I think over the course of that episode and being in the spirit world and talking, the gears start clicking in his head that there's a way to do it without doing it the way everyone thinks you have to. And that's why I really appreciate the episode just because it keeps it light, right? I mean, to have somebody die like that in the show to lead up to this. So it's a freaky thought. Yeah. And yeah. It, it just kind of brings them down to earth and brings the viewers down to earth and shows that good will always prevail. And I and we see that. Mm-hmm. We see that in the end of the show. And it's just, I, I love the episode. It, it ties it. In. Uh,
0: yeah, I like this scene because it's like, you know, those avatars are part of his past life, so it's this knowledge-passed-down base, right? Like, you always learn from the other's mistakes, and it's like, you know, Kiyoshi told him he did this, and Roku gave him advice, and Aang will make his own decision at the end of it, and it's just, like, this information's passed down
2: through his ancestors, and it's just kind of yeah. special. There's one thing that, like, I realized, I didn't watch it when I realized, like, watching it the first time when I was younger, but I wa- realized it now mm-hmm. that I'm older, but, like, Aang is, like, a monk. Like, the air people are monks. and yeah. like yes they're pacifists like they do not do war like mm-hmm. he was not gonna kill him like if you so if you think about it like that was set up the whole time you know yeah. like, it was always supposed to end peacefully just because the person he is
0: yeah, and meditates they talk yeah. about his chakras like he's all about this balanced mind and all of this stuff and it's cool it all comes back um yeah so then episode two the rest of it is, um the rest of the gang, oh, so, oh, yeah, the rest of the crew finds the White Lotus, um, and they find Iroh, so we get that reunion with Zuko and Iroh. Mm-hmm. find
1: the little cat.
0: Um, yeah, at the end of the episode, yeah, they're outside of Ba Sing Se.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, end of the episode, Zuko and Katara leave to go fight Azula, and Ang gets touched on the forehead by the Lion Turtle, which ends up being uh, pretty important. And Toph, uh, Saka, and Suki plan on intercepting the fleet.
2: Um, So now you get into the second
0: half of this. um, They think
2: Aang's gone, by the way.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, they still don't know where he is. That's why they go to um, the Fire Nation, because they think they're just going to stop him on his own, right? Right. Right. They're like, without Aang, we're going to
0: have to do it on our own. because the thing couldn't smell Ang because mm-hmm. he was in the spirit world.
1: Yeah, so they go, damn, he's back. He's he's back in the iceberg. Oh, the,
0: they go. The only one who can stop him is Iroh. So they gives him his old stinky sandal. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So Iroh, and then episode three. Iroh and the White Lotus break down the walls of Ba Sing Se and take it back from the Fire Nation. It's like the all the old gangs back there, uh Boomi, Iroh, there's some there's some good fighters in there.
1: The and the Fire Lord guy, or the Fire Nation guy that oh, the, trained The, Saco, the sword, sword guy. Yeah. That's like
0: see the, yeah. Gas, yeah. Gas, that's yeah, the beast. A, yeah, that's a good individual episode on own so right there. Um, Ozai starts burning down the Earth Kingdom from the blimp, um which is like oh
1: the
2: Heisenberg. Yeah, that scene where like they show him firing like that is just fucking crazy. He's powerful. Mm-hmm. They capture He's like fine. how like powerful that like, comet is so well in that scene. Yeah. It's just like holy shit. S- Sozin's comet's real.
0: And then basically right after that, we get into all the final fights. Um, so Aang and Ozai meet up and Aang's ready, dude. He's like, they're staring each other down, the fleet's coming. It's game time for him. Um, some big parts that happen. He gets hit by the lightning. He does the little follow through the body. And yeah, with the chi. The chi, but doesn't shoot it back, which is like, okay.
1: He points right at Pacifist. him. And the Fire Lord's like, oh, I'm dead. And then he just puts it right up to the sky and then goes back down. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a very it was a very intricate, intricate scene for that. It was interesting. Yeah.
2: I remember that. That like banged him up, though. Like he did that and that like. It weakened him for sure. He started to lose after that, yeah.
1: He started peppering. Ozai started peppering him after that. He was chasing him all throughout
2: the living Yeah, dude. He, he then goes into what, his rock hole, yeah. And what's so good about that fight is like, it's like a TV show kind of for kids. But like, Ozai is trying to kill him. And oh, like, yeah. You can feel that in the show. Like, he's like coming at him. And
1: he's angry. He keeps showing yeah. him. He's taunting He's like, fight me, fight me. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. Aang's always been a runner. Yeah. He, yeah. To- oh, twinkle toes, yeah. Twinkle,
2: twinkle toes, toes, man, yeah. Shout out Toph. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so then the Agni Kai starts with
2: Azula and Zuko Awesome scene Yeah, that's a good one we Better have... fight in my opinion, hot take maybe But I think that's the better fight
1: I mean, Azula's going off the rails at that point She, she went into the bathroom yeah, and started cutting her hair And whisking so everybody good. away She lost her grip so quickly yeah. She fell apart in three, four episodes
2: Yeah It was great, Zuko was like, something's off about her Yeah, yeah. instantly He's like, I can take her
1: it looked like she was drunk, just drunk with power or something when she first emerges from like the dojo or whatever. She's like tripping a little bit. She's giving these freaky eyes.
2: Yeah. You know what it, you know what it is? This is really interesting. I want to like a deep dive into Avatar after I watch it on Netflix. And do you know why Azula's fire is blue? Yeah. It's one of my friends told me it's just because she's so angry, right? So it's because blue fire is, like, the perfect form of fire. Like, it's just pure, like, yeah. oxygen, carbon burning. Yeah. And, like, yellow isn't pure. So she is just, like, perfection, right? Uh, That's what okay. she represents. Yeah. So she was just always trying to, like, become a Fire Lord. Right? She's trying to be, like, her dad, like, wants to be perfect. And then she finally gets, like, promoted to Fire Lord in episode one. And I think that breaks her because she gets there and she's, like, not, like, satisfied. Mm-mm. And then she starts just kind of going down this cliff. Right. To piggyback off
1: that, too, her father's like, you're going to be the Fire Lord. But what did he call himself? He goes, I'm going to be the Phoenix King. Yeah, Phoenix King. And she's like – She kind
2: of left her in the dust.
1: Yeah, a little bit. And she's like, I'm going to come help you – Like burn the Earth Kingdom. He goes, no, just stay here. Know your role. You know, I'm the yeah. Phoenix King. You're the Fire Lord. You're going to be great. I'm the Phoenix King.
2: Like, it's cool you're the Fire Lord, but
1: yeah,
2: I'm going to be the fucking Phoenix King. he yeah, this cool armor, too.
1: Right. And, I mean, he looked... It was sleek. Whoever yeah, that blacksmith dope. is, I want his
2: number. <laughs> yeah, seriously.
0: Uh, everyone needs a good blacksmith, huh?
2: Best in the Fire Nation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, the fight, the Azula-Zuka fight goes... I think it's very intense. It's that brother sister. The music's like sad and intense all at the same time. The music is
2: so good in it, too. Yeah, it's just.
0: um, That ends with Katara actually coming in and freezing Azula, um, helping out Zuko, uh, which is pretty cool how their characters kind of came back after the big blunder on season two. Um, Then Aang and Ozai keep fighting. Aang goes into the avatar state, which is like so cool.
1: Fire
0: Lord
2: Ozai!
1: Dude, yeah, dude. Is. It's just the, the will of God is cracking down <laughs> on Fire Lord Ozai. You
2: should realize how OP the Avatar state is. Exactly,
1: <laughs> right? He needed those like, shots. Well, there's something
2: state. I can do about that. Exactly.
1: Yeah. You know, just to, another little tangent right off that. Did it seem to anybody else that Aang never really mastered firebending? Like, he was so good at earth and so good at water. And it seemed like half the season he was never really doing his training or he mm-hmm. could never really fight a firebender until he had Zuko. And mm-hmm. Zuko didn't get with Team Avatar until halfway through book three. Like, it was it was just interesting. Like I, I just felt like he was never such a strong firebender. And that's yeah. why the Avatar state was so big for him. Because he never really used it in combat. No, because of- he doesn't yeah. want to
2: hurt anybody. Well, so- I remember the end of season two, he was, like, about to master – like being in the avatar state and then he got called back to Bossing ba say because they were in trouble yeah and then he got like shot oh. back with lightning and that fucked everything up Extreme. his chakras for right the he chakra. was on that journey yeah yeah, yeah that's that's what it was yeah
1: with uh Monkeyatsu? no what was his name oh. the freaking, the oh, yeah. what, the what was like that weird. guy's name i forget God, damn he was monkyatsu's friend like, yeah that's, that's a good guy. call
2: back um, I would love to take like a meditation lesson with like that guy. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I'd take a master class with him.
1: Uh-huh. I'd be sweating.
2: Uh, uh, or floating.
1: Or floating. Floating and sweating though because I have hyperitosis.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so then instead of killing Ozai, Ang hits him on the forehead, takes away his bending. All the evil almost takes over his body but like Hunter said earlier, good prevails, the blue takes over. <laughs>
1: yep. um,
0: and then Zuko visits him in the jail cell ends with Where's My Mother? Great ending, final scene with Zuko. Um, and then the final bit of the story is Aang and Katara kissing um, for the second time, but, like, for, for the first time, really. And, I mean, that's where you, like, love prevails, right? Like, love love was the answer the whole time. I, just, I think that's the perfect...
2: Steep. Steep.
0: It really is. Um, so, wrapping this up, just... I wrote music and animation, but just what to you i know it's everything but like what makes this show so special so different than all of its uh, you know anime competitors children's show competitors like why does avatar stand alone and what what is it what's the difference maker
2: um that's a good question i mean there, there's so many it's there's a reason that it's rated so high on so many like different websites and it's considered one of the best I animated mean, shows of all time i think the main reason for that's probably the writing um And, like, the creators of that show. Like, that's an original idea, you know? Like, I don't think they got that from anything. So, just kind of having that, like, originality and just having such a good story, just put it over the top. And the animation was so cool, too. The music, like, yeah. some of the music throughout, like, the show is just so, so good. What, what I think you're right, like, what the writers did so well is, like, the world build.
0: Like, it was yeah. more than just an original idea. They built everything with lore and there's like six comic books and you know the bending feels real it's got that whole this world's real type of feel to it
1: yeah um for me looking at it more of just the show not the writing like following the characters and whatnot i think it's just it's the circumstances you have this ragtag group of heroes you have a male, like, they're, and they're all young too. You have a 15-year-old male who's not a waterbender or anything like that. And his sister, who is a waterbender, even though she's not supposed to be. You have a blind earthbender. You just have all these all these little pieces that fit in to make the puzzle that is Team Avatar. And of course, our big hero is a 12-year-old is a child, you know, lost for 100 years, was supposed to save the world, and then he was gone. And it's just watching everybody's face for the first time, and they go, you're the Avatar? Like, when he rolls up in the water kingdom, they go, not the Avatar. He's been gone for a hundred years. You're a twelve year old boy. He's like on oh, the Avatar, I'm the Earthbender, Damn, boys. and it's, it's <laughs> the boys' round. And it's just watching this this group of people get bigger and get more diverse. Yeah. Powerhouse unit that sure. is awesome and so fun to watch. Yeah. And it's it's comedic and it's nice. action packed. and It's beautiful.
0: So yeah, the show hits on every aspect. Every- There's nowhere week. Like I mean, I think my parents sat down and watched it with me, and that says something, right? Like. They were laughing at the goofy animation when the hard eyes pop up because it's, like, tasteful and it's used well and it advances the story. Um, For me, it's, like, I mean, these aren't all my words here, but the, what the story represents and the themes it hits on are so deep. And, like, this is some of them I found. It's, like, war, genocide, imperialism, yeah. imperialism t- I can't speak right now, gender discrimination, female empowerment, marginalization, oppression, and then the philosophical... I can't talk philosophical. to me. Philosophical.
1: For
0: you. Sound it out. Sound it out. Yeah. Yeah. Out. yeah. Out. Philosophical questions surrounding fate, destiny, and free will. It's a kid's show, yet Aang meditates. He keeps this balanced, relaxed mind and doesn't want to hurt anybody. The air kingdom, airbenders got completely
2: wiped out by the Fire Nation. Genocide. Gone. He
1: did a very good job of explaining a child. I
2: mean, it was pretty much like fire Nazis, you know? Yeah, yeah. these people no, totally. kind of trying to wipe everyone out, thinking they're bending superior. They want to take over the world, and yet, like, all these individual
0: characters' stories are just deeper than point A to point B. And it, all, it all ties in, and it all works, and these themes behind it make sense for me at 21. My parents watch with me. The, the show is not, it's not a kid's show. Absolutely not. It's not at all. No, nah.
2: yeah, that doesn't do it justice. No.
0: Um, yeah, but Avatar I just watched it's on Netflix. Um I don't know how long it's gonna be streaming, it's a pretty recent ad and like
2: I couldn't recommend the show more. It's like yeah. give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. So I, before we go, I got one question for you guys. I got the ultimate question for you guys. Yeah. What what bender are you, Dan? I know we've had this conversation before, but Hunter, what uh, what bender do you think you are? I'm Why? an earth
1: bender. I'm a little, I'm a little clunky. You know, I'm not. I don't flow like water. I'm not as peaceful like uh, like an air bender. I don't have the rage of the fire. I'm an earth bender through and through. I'll build you a nice house. I'll knock over some bricks. But Good respect. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a brunt, I'm a brunt guy. you know? yeah. I'll come right you. are a real
2: salty earth kind of guy.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I'm a. <laughs> I'm a gray joy in thrones. I'm an earthbender here. I'm a gritty man. And that's what I live for.
2: You got iron in your blood.
1: I got iron in my blood.
2: Give him steel.
1: Give him steel. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. I, I, I think about this question all the time. Do I want to be an airbender? Yes. Do. Maybe that's what I aspire to be. Maybe one day I can get my mind to become monkey at and become an airbender and be able to handle myself like that. But I'm not. Um, so I think right now I fall more into a waterbender. Yeah.
1: That's what I um say. smooth,
0: you know, I'm lanky. I got the f- yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm spraying that. Um
1: if healing powers. Yeah, I, kind heart.
0: Yeah, i, I, some dope I shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like shit. I fall more into the waterbending category for now. For now, right? You
1: know, yeah. maybe a couple of years down the road, you have a life-changing experience and you just start killing people. I would say you're fired <laughs> <by> <laughs> yeah. you're I,
0: fire, Hey, right? it
2: goes any it goes it goes both ways.
1: Yeah, we're not being subjective. Anymore. Just, you know, I'm just pointing out what could happen. I hope it does. You no,
2: know, I, I was thinking about it today, and it was, like, if you, like, really, really think about it, like, being a waterbender in real life, like, that would honestly be, like, really fucking inconvenient. Like, think about, like, where is, like, the nearest river to you, and, like, how far would you have to walk to get there? Wait, well, Katara keeps on that little water pouch. It's a little attachment. True, pouch. yeah. See, but I was thinking, thinking, I was like, damn, I got to walk to the fucking river. I got to get some water. <laughs> got to come back, and I'm ready to fight <laughs> you. Okay. Yeah, that is tough. That is <laughs> I'm tough. I'm
1: thinking more right now. If I was in this huge battle and I was a water bender it was in my house, I'd have to be, wait, 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 hold on. And then I'd have to run to <laughs> yeah. the bathroom, turn on the bathtub, and then just get a little more water and go,
2: all right, we're back. Like, Give it a minute. Give it a minute. Yeah. It's going you know, to slow
1: You know, we got a slow trick it here. It's, it's not, not practical. Right, the hose is a little. Water
2: pressure fucking it, sucks.
1: Yeah, exactly. Either that or I'm pulling shit water out of the ground.
0: <laughs> uh, where, where do you line up, James?
1: Yeah, James, come on. What are you?
0: Uh.
2: I'm truthfully, like at,
1: truthfully, at heart boy explained to me. You no, know,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like an ancient firebender though. You know, I just understand it's all about the breath. Okay. No, nice. I like that. It's um, yes.
1: it's uh, the it comes people. from the heart.
2: It's like the a other, heartbeat. You know.
1: Ang's original firebending teacher. I forget his name. He's part of the White Lotus. He has the white hair, and he's like everybody uses fire to destroy, but right. it's not meant yeah. to destroy. It's life. Like it's oh, like nice. the only bending where it's, it's life. Energy.
2: Yeah. Right, the dragon. Lo- realistically, I would just like to be able to shoot lightning out of my hands. That's well, a, yeah. No, I knew that's
1: why you said It that, all comes down right. to one thing. It's, it's a power grab. Yeah. He's,
2: That's he's, really he's, all it is. He's doing a power grab. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I need it as my Supreme Chancellor role.
0: Right. <laughs> it is a power thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so – James, thank you for coming on. Um, I love talking Avatar. It's becoming one of those shows that I end up watching YouTube clips and YouTube breakdowns consistently. It's becoming one of those staple shows for me. Yeah,
1: pop culture right
0: now. Um, it may have cracked my top five TV shows ever. Um, I think it probably did, if we're being honest. And I just, what's your 15-second what's your pitch to tell people to watch this? Hunter, you go first. Give them a quick pitch.
1: I mean, if you're coming at me here, I'll be, listen, you want to have a show that's tasteful, lovely, your kids can watch it, you can watch it, it touches on all the big points in all of human history, and it's Japanese, you're watching Avatar The Last Airbender.
2: Sure. Interesting. Uh, so, similar to what Hunter said, you know, this is a show that I will show my kids, I just think it's that good, um, like it's made for kids, but it overreaches, and um, it's easy to watch too, you know, it, it goes quick. There's only three seasons um, and it's accessible right now. It's on Netflix, so there's no reason not to watch it. That's, that's probably one of the biggest parts. It's accessible yeah. right now.
0: Yeah. Um, for me, I'm going to say it right now. It's, it's deep characters that back up meaningful themes in life. The show was meant and designed for children, yet it stands true throughout all ages. Fun, well-animated, good music. It's a good show. Three seasons, sixty-one yeah. episodes. Boom. Three books. Yeah, three, three books. books. Okay. Three books. Oh, uh, we did forget to hit on something. Um, we're running out of time here, but quick thoughts on the Netflix series coming out about this.
1: What I was just gonna bring up. I'm so utterly pumped for this. I really hope they do it right. Because if they do it wrong, I'm gonna hate it forever and probably just break my Xbox and my Netflix app on it. I think it's. I think it has potential to be great. I like the more serious tone to it. I mean, because I'm into the more serious shows like Game of Thrones. I'm hoping it could be a live action sort of as Game of Thrones, make it more for the adult. Sure. So you can watch either version. You know, sure. like you graduate from the animated version to this adult, real life, violent, thrilling, exciting
2: TV show. Are they doing a new Avatar show? They are. Yeah, so Why? there's a Netflix.
0: So they've had a little bit of issues. So the original creators are out from this show right now oh, um, they do not, they due do do to not creative differences. To but what I'll say with this is like they're trying to take on a darker theme. Netflix is trying to just make it a little bigger, appeal to more audiences, and make mm-hmm. it darker, more realistic. But I think I know the creators left, and it's like being this playful, cheerful TV show is a big part of what makes Avatar so great. Yeah. It's so goofy, yet the stakes are so high. Yeah. So that's where I get a little nervous.
2: Yeah, there's innocence to it for sure. Right.
0: Um, yeah, so that series is on the way. And hey, if Netflix does it differently and the creators are gone and it's still good, I'm okay with it, but I really love this show for what it is, and it, it's tough to remake it because yes. animation's a big part it's, of it.
2: It's very yeah, hard they, it's it's fragile ground they walk on when you go from animation to live action. You know. Yes, very true. Um,
0: okay, James, thank you for being our first guest. It means a lot. Um, uh, yeah, Avatar: Last Airbender streaming now on Netflix. James, any
2: final words? Tell the people your piece. This, you know. Pleasure being on the show, guys. Happy to have you guys back. Um, nothing, nothing else, just always happy to be here and just happy to have you guys back. I yeah.
1: got one. Uh, James, how tall are you? Uh,
2: you know, for the people out there, I'm going to go six 6'6". In shoes, you know, I'm probably 6'5 and a half, so we'll round up to 6'6". Six, six.
1: Okay.
2: Um, realistically, though, I'm like 6'4 and a half.
1: Okay. All right, so I'm hearing a lot of different numbers here, so I'll just take the median.
2: But I round uh, up, though. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's fine. Everybody does. And that's my question. That That's put it on ice for me. All
0: right, James, uh, we'll catch you this week in fantasy, and hopefully we'll hear from you on Twitter and um, maybe on the pod again.
2: Yeah, that's the luck in fantasy this week, boys, and take it easy. Hey, thanks, God you speed, too.
1: Godspeed, Godspeed. The Bing Bong Bros live another day. <laughs>
0: James, thank you. That was a lot of fun. I'm glad we had our first guest on. Um, fantastic show.
1: He was great. Wasn't he great, folks? I hope so. He was great.
0: I really hope he was.
1: <laughs> He's salting mad. If he sucked, he sucks. He'll never come back. Simple as that. Right, fans? Right. right. Thanks, fans. Um, Text in the chat box.
0: Yeah. We need, we need a little IM thing. Maybe Bing a, bong bros. You want a Discord server? I do
1: a Discord server. Hop in. Get a little live with it. We need to do that or Clark behind the camera. <laughs> He's our Hank.
0: We need a camera boy. Yeah. Um. Okay.
1: To the moment you've all been waiting for. I guess. I think so. I hope so. I know so. Also, I hope so. <laughs> this is game of thrones.
0: <laughs> <Time>. <laughs> We journeyed on the king's road Oi. for months to Oi. get here, yeah. and you're going to treat me like this. Ah! You talk to your king like that, bow to your king, boy.
1: I used to drink wine out of G.O. Mormont's fucking skull.
0: Alright, so we We're watched live. the first three episodes of Game of Thrones. I hope you did too.
1: It's the beginning of the rewatch.
0: I hope you did too, because this was the first work of the first week of the rewatch
1: yep the what are you watching rewatch game of thrones edition what are you watching rewatch here we go
0: so game of thrones episodes one two and three season one um i had a fun time yeah watching these it 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 was a start to something and you know you don't get a ton of stuff right now um definitely lays the the foundation big foundation for your characters Mm -hmm. what they do Mm -hmm. what their motives are um we kind of get the basis of the story. Um, so episode one, first thing I want to talk about was the opening scene um, is Robert. Or, sorry. The opening scene is them beyond the wall. Yes. Before we even get the title sequence. Yep. And. Cold open. Um, first cold open
1: of the show. First episode. Yeah.
0: So you go into it and you're like, okay, so this is the show i watch, watching, yep. right?
1: A little spooky. A little yeah. spooky.
0: Um, and what's cool. So we're going to do spoilers. We are. Yeah, doing
1: we're doing spoilers. This is spoilers. Spoilers you, are happening. You here. should have watched this You should have it. watched it. You shouldn't. If you haven't, you're sodding mad.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just go away. Don't yeah. listen to us.
1: Yeah.
0: So the White Walkers obviously play a pivotal role in the show, and it's very clear from the start that this is the external force, the out- always the outside threat. And you kind of see how dangerous they are from the start, and it's cool. I also like that he gets beheaded by Ned Stark. I think that's also a special scene. I don't yeah. Know. You get the man who passes the sentence, to swing the storm mm-hmm. brand watches him. It's kind of important.
1: Yeah. Sets the tone. He's an honorable man. You can tell early. He goes, I'm going to kill him. They go, well, just get somebody else to do it. He goes, no, he's, he's condemned to death by me. I'm going to bring him to death. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Honorable. It's powerful. Sure. Yeah. It's powerful. And then, um, so the king arrives in Winterfell. Actually, before that even happens, they get their direwolves, which small, but
1: small, cool. but it's very cool. They play the direwolves end up playing a big, yeah, a, a decently big role for a couple of our characters. So yeah. it's cool to see them first episode, little pups. Yeah.
0: The runt of the litter, yeah. Snow.
1: This one's for you. They go, they're gonna kill him. He goes, nah, it's your sigil. He goes, you can't kill a direwolf. It's your sigil. And Ned goes, well, shit me. He goes, shit me, you're right. you rat. Can't kill him. No, you can't kill him, John Snow.
0: Do you imagine if, like, up north they would just, like, hit cowboys up there? Right,
1: just like, shit! <laughs> like, they didn't talk like this. They're like, nah. where
0: are we going, huh? Yeah. Those, those northern, the southern folk? They're just drinking whiskey out the bottle. Right, it's
1: reversed, rever- it's reversed language. In the south, they speak northern, and the northern, and they speak south. But, like, in American standards. Sure,
0: sure. Uh, that'd be entertaining for no reason. Um, and then the king arrives, and... Um, Season 8, episode 1, pays direct homage to this scene. When Jon and Daenerys arrive in Winterfell before the long night, Um, you see a little kid climbing. Music's bumping. It's a full homage to this scene of the king and queen arriving in Winterfell. Mm -hmm. Um, A little
1: symmetry right there.
0: Yeah, I think. Homage to the fans. I really like that. And then other than that, in season 1, you get Daenerys in the hot bath, um, her freaky
1: brother, Viserys. Viserys. Do you want to awaken the dragon? Yeah. Do you want to awaken the dragon? This guy's got some seriously hidden intentions. Oh. No joke. Like he's got all he's got all the plans here. He wants to buy an army. He's he's selling. Got demons. He's got demons. He's selling his sister to a goddamn Mongol warlord. You know what I'm saying? Like just some dude that goes around killing people. He goes, yeah, I'm just gonna sell. I'm gonna sell my sister this to this horde of. Of blood riders, you know, like come on, pretty much. And, and he does, you he don't does treat that. your family like that, you know. He's like, You're gonna be perfect today. He's a freak. Oh, yeah, Sarah's is a freak, and I think he might have something coming for
0: him. Um, a little fun fact Amelia Clark, um, she wears like violet, um, contacts in the first episode because Daenerys's character has like purple eyes or something. And if you notice in the first episode, her eyes are a different color. Um, but after the first episode, she couldn't do it anymore. Just well, bothered, just
1: painful. She bothered her It's eyes. the Jim Carrey effect with the Grinch. She said, yeah. "Too painful."
0: Yeah, can't handle it. No, Jim Carrey went through some shit to be yeah. the Grinch. Yeah, oh yeah. So episode one—it's episode one of a journey of a TV show. Not much happens. It's
1: oh. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Not much. Are you, are you talking about this? Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to there in a minute. Let's explain a little more before we drop the juicy bomb.
0: Well, I mean, people know, but, like, it, it's the foundation episode, and you get a lot of the wheels turning. Danny gets sold. Um, the king arrives in Winterfell.
1: Jamie and Cersei, we find out, are having an affair. It's and, pretty big.
0: Yes, Jamie and Cersei have the affair, and Bran catches them and gets pushed out the window, mm. which, honestly. Is maybe top, it's got to crack top ten pivotal scenes in the show, maybe even top five.
1: And it's episode one, too. It sets everything, it's the end, that, that scene right there, unexpected to the uberth degree, right? You're not expecting anything crazy to happen until episode seven, eight, mm-hmm. you know, five, six, seven, eight. At the end of the episode, you get small little Bran Stark, future lord of Winterfell, shoved out of a window.
0: Future king.
1: Right, future king. Future king, correct. Future king of the realm. Yeah. Westeros.
0: Well, so like the two things are like one, you find Cersei and Robert aren't faithful. You find the Lannisters are into incest and Jamie and Cersei are obsessed with each other. And Brandon Stark can't walk. No. Or you think he's kind of
1: dead. Yeah. 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 I mean, after that, ep- you go, how, how does that boy survive that? Because it just ends with the screen going black. You go, shit, they just killed little Bran Stark. Yeah. And little do we know in episode two, right in the beginning, the boy may live.
0: Yeah, so we move on and Mace Lu, and you know, he's standing there with, he's in bed with his mom, and Catelyn's losing it.
1: Let's not forget, let's not forget really quick. Robert asked Ned Stark to come to King's Landing with him because John Ar- that's the whole reason for nice. the show. John Aaron died. Natural causes, it seems, the hand of the king, Robert's right hand man. He comes down to Winterfell, he goes, Ned Stark, I need you. We were boys back in the day. We took down the Mad King. You got to come with me to King's Landing.
0: What seems to be of natural causes, but, you know, since we're rewatching this show, excuse me, we now know that Peter Baelish uh, conspired with Lysa Aaron to poison John Aaron. Yes. So you also get to meet Peter in the next episode. It's kind of like, okay. You know, that that's what's so special about the rewatch. Um, just kind of knowing those little things.
1: Yeah, for sure. You pick up on it all. It's fascinating.
0: All right, so we kind of move on to episode two. Okay, technical difficulties number eight. Um, yeah, episode two, I meant episode one ends Brand Um So we carry on, and episode two, they're still in Winterfell. They have not um, yet gone on the king's road, but this is when all our characters separate. So mm-hmm. we get um, John, given Arya Needle, which is
1: relatively important. Yeah. Pretty,
0: pretty cool yeah. thing.
1: Needle comes back around time and time again. It's a good sword. Yes.
0: Um, John and Rob say goodbye forever.
1: Yeah, yeah. John goes north. Rob stays put. Jeez, yeah.
0: And sadly, we all know how that one ends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tragic. Um, so some important things here. Um, Tyrion slaps Joffrey, um, which is just a great scene, and
1: right yeah. in the beginning of the episode too. He's like. Yeah. Tyrion says, you got to go to Sansa. You got to go talk to her. You know, you got to do this and that. And he goes, no. He goes, "Nah, these northern folk. Eh? Nah, he slaps her. He goes, you give her some respect. You mm-hmm. Give her some respect. And the, hounds look, the hound looks at Tyrion. He goes, he's going to remember that little lord. Tyrion goes, I hope so. I'm, I'm counting on it. Oh, and he will. Oh, he remembers Oh, and that. he will. And he, when he assumes power, when he becomes the chancellor, he is going to make Tyrion feel his wrath. Just like King Peel says, he's going to feel my wrath.
0: <laughs> um yeah. Uh, the funny thing is, like, in that scene, like Tyrion wakes up in, like, a pigsty or, like, a horse. So, like, always yeah. up in, like, a barn. Yeah. Wasted. And yet, he's the one teaching Joffrey a lesson. So, it kind of says a lot about Tyrion's character early. Um, yeah. So, then we have um, some other big things. Something big for season one Cersei has a miscarriage. Right.
1: We get that information because uh, Cersei goes and comforts Catelyn Stark, who's nursing her paralyzed. So, we'll find out soon. On his deathbed son, Bran, and she's trying to comfort her even though she wants the kid to die. She's going, oh, I had a miscarriage. Which will come back up later in the season. We'll find out. We'll get there when we get there. I don't want to spoil anything yet because you got to be along for the ride.
0: You kind of forget that little hint. You do,
1: you do. But it's a subtle hint and we'll touch on it again when it comes back around full circle. But we find out that Cersei had a miscarriage. It was a terrible time. Robert was beaten up. He beat his hands bloody. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. That sucks. Little miscarriage. Tough shit. Tough shit.
0: So, um... We journey on the King's Road and we stop in at this little inn.
1: Which this inn comes back at least twice every season for the rest of the show. Everything goes down at this inn.
0: Yeah, so like every time like you see someone like on the King's Road and they stop at like a you know a pub. An inn. A pub? Yeah. It's this a inn. A bed and
1: breakfast. It's always this inn. It's, it's always, always this, this inn. inn. So cool.
0: I wish it had a great name. Yeah.
1: But I like it better as the inn.
0: But what would you name it?
1: King's Tavern. I don't know, like Denny's, yeah. 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 we'll call it I I hop on the road. Medieval IHOP. They just keep we'll it, call it that for now on. Midi- medieval. They stopped at the medieval IHOP. Yeah. We're here now at the Medieval IHOP.
0: They have great deals and yeah, they got some
1: Yeah. Hot pies. Hot, hot,
0: hot pie. Yeah. Um Yeah, so let me see what else you wrote down here. I'm going off Hunter's notes for the yeah, I just time. I just
1: jotted some things down, you know. Another thing I touched on is Tyrion and Jamie's relationship early. You can see it manifest Right after he get, right after he slaps jo- slaps Joffrey, goes in there, eats with the royal family, eats with the Lannisters, and you could just tell Jamie and Jamie and Tyrion are on the same page. He's hilarious. They crack each other up. You know, he's like, "Oh, you're short." He goes, "Oh yeah," and I and I bang bitches. You know right. what of it? You kill, you kill with swords. I kill with the mind. You know, when Jamie gets a chuckle and Cersei just sits there in this disgust. How do you talk to him? Huh? How do you talk to him? And Jamie goes, "He's my brother." Right. You no, know he's my little brother.
0: So um, Tyrion then ends up going. North to go piss off the edge of the world. Um, accompanies
1: John and Ned Stark, the other night's Watch. Benjamin, I mean, not Ned. Ned rides out though. Ned rides out, remember? Part of him, yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. They split at a part and then um, you know, Ned and uh Robot have a good conversation.
1: yeah, John's like, uh he right before he leaves, he goes, Tell me about my mother and Ned's sitting there, he's got this look in his eyes, a couple tears swelling. He goes, Next time I see you. We'll talk about your mom. We'll have a long conversation about your mother. Sean Bean. Sean Bean. So happy they brought him into the show. Lord knows they never had that conversation, but we'll find out in the future. Not going to spoil that yet until it's time to be spoiled. But they know.
0: It takes us a while to learn. And, you know, something we might forget about, you know, coming down the road a little bit. And it, it pops back up.
1: Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: You yeah, Then Robert and Ned talk about Betsy. Thank the gods for Betsy.
1: Thank the gods for Bessie. Bessie, not Bessie. The hole with the fat ass. Thank God for those tits. Jesus, Robert. Kid, guy's got no filter. He's 200 pounds overweight, used to swing a war hammer, king of the realms, drinks like a truck driver, yeah. bangs like a prostitute. That's Wait, that's the king of the seven right so, now.
0: So, um, when Lancel Lannister is his uh, squire, and, um, he, uh, when, this is later down the road, but they're back at King's Landing, and Lancel, um... Robert just gives him the hardest time and it's hilarious. Lancel Lannister, what a stupid name!
1: Who gave you that name? Someone with a stutter.
0: More e- wine. <laughs> it's empty. Then go fill it. So what was that quote when he um? While you stand outside my door, your king.
1: Forbid. Your king's in here eating and drinking and shitting and fucking. <laughs> well, he eats and drinks and shits <laughs> and fucks.
0: That's the most. That quote describes
1: Robert. Oh yeah, yeah. no doubt. <laughs>
0: While your king is in here, he eats, he drinks, he shits, and he fucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Robert's kind of a standout star for me. Mm-hmm. Right now. He's great. He's awesome. He's so good. Um, So we get see, episode two kind of sum this up real quick. Um,
1: You get John to the wall.
0: Yeah, well, we get the butcher's boy. The um, butcher's so Micah, boy. Micah, right. M- big scene. Micah and Arya are playing. They're fighting with toy swords. And Joff and Sansa come out there, and Joff being a little prick. Um, and he's like, You hit her and all that stuff and he starts attacking him with a sword. Cuts him on Oh, the he cheek. cuts his face like yeah, a really, really twisted sadistic cut. yeah And then here comes Nymeria who bites Joffrey's arm.
1: Nymeria is uh yes. Arya's Arya's uh dire wolf, dire wolf yes.
0: Yes, yeah. so then comes Nim and um, it becomes a big thing. Arya runs away, Ar- Micah
1: w- runs away, nobody so then, can uh, find him.
0: Arya has to send away Nymeria, she has to throw a rock at her to th- make her run away. Sad which is sad. Scene.
1: The direwolf goes Mhm.
0: What goes around comes around. Um, Micah, the butcher's boy, um, gets hunted down by the hound. hound, Sansa basically lies about it and says... Just to
1: protect Joffrey, which sets Joffrey... Now Joffrey is getting the idea and it's said that he has immunity, right? Sansa lied for him. Cersei, his mother, keeps telling him, do whatever you want, you're the king. Mm -hmm. You can do whatever you want in the whole world. We'll protect you. Mm -hmm. You're Lannister, you're my blood. Mm -hmm. So right now, early stages of the show, he knows he can do whatever the shit in the world fuck he wants... And there will not be a single repercussion because he will be the king.
0: Yeah, and he does end up being the king. Yes, he does. Um, and we
1: all feel his wrath. Yeah, we do. He oh, yeah, yeah. feels wrath. It's gross.
0: It's kind of a great villain.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He's top five villain of all time, yeah. TV or movie. He's a great.
0: Well, a well-designed prick. He's a
1: bastard, son of a bitch. That's what he is. He is. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. You also get John to the wall with Tyrion. Uh, a little rough start for John. To st- John seems like the guys there don't really like him he's a high born bastard he's trained more than everybody there he's kind of beating some ass he's beating ass and And Sir Alistair's like oh you have a noble born boy here beating your ass how about you show him what's good fuck Sir Alistair Yeah. yeah fuck Sir Alistair no doubt and uh, he gets pinched in the ta- and he gets pinched in the armory. And Tyrion comes and saves him, and you get nice little dialogue with Tyrion and Jon for the next episode, for the rest of episode two. Yeah.
0: So these early episodes, we get some great dialogue. Um, so it's kind of hard to describe what happens in these episodes because there's a lot of talking, and that's why I love Game of Thrones down. Yeah. Also character development. Um, so then episode three, um,
1: they're in King's Landing. Ned, that's uh, the that's oh, uh, A lot Cat- of
0: it, yeah. Catelyn comes. She's got the news. So back at Winterfell, Catelyn sees the blonde hair. She, she, we forgot that the dagger, we, the forgot we forgot how episode two ends. So um, a guy comes in with a dagger, a very important dagger.
1: You're not supposed to be here.
0: Yeah, super creepy, and tries to kill Bran. Um, Summer, Bran's direwolf comes and saves um, Catelyn. So, little
1: mirror imagery in the same episode. Two yeah. direwolves saving two Stark lives.
0: Yes, and then. Um, at the end of the episode, when Ned has to kill Lady as a punishment for Nymeria biting Joffrey, right when he kills Lady, um, cuts up the brand's face, and he wakes up. Yeah, it's like the awakening of a wolf. It's yep. like a life and death type yep. of an idea, and it was kind of sick.
1: To have life, you must have death. Yes,
0: it's a lost thing. Yeah. Um. So next episode, so Catelyn now has information that she thinks. Bran saw something, and the Lannisters are behind it. Yep. So she says, I must travel to King's
1: Landing myself. Stupid. Very stupid. She should have either gone stupid. there in the first place or not left at all. Because this creates a whole band of trouble that we'll find out in next week's episode what goes down. Whole band of trouble. She's going, she's traveling to King's Landing.
0: Littlefinger's horny for her.
1: Littlefinger's horny for her. Peter Baelish, who we meet in the small council, probably a scene or two before. When Ned Fertz gets down to the nitty gritty, we meet Lord Varys, Maester Pycelle, Renly Renly Mm. Baratheon, old buddy of his, Robert's younger brother. We meet the Small Council. You know, Mm. it seems kind of like they're not really doing shit, right? They're not. Uh, We find Ned Stark finds out the crown the crown is twenty billion bajillion dollars in debt, and he goes, "How the shit? How the shit is this happening?" Just to be informed by the Small Council that Robert spends, and we find the money. We that's all we do. Robert spends the money, and we try to find it places. We don't budget. We don't do anything so it's there's not a
0: bad way to live if you're a king no
1: not at all but bad for its subjects sure which we'll find out once again they got problems there's some problems going on in the crown ned's trying to figure it out right he's trying to get to the bottom of it he, they want to have a tournament for the hand of the king and you know he's putting the pieces together Shit, shit's a little broken here shit's yeah. a little broken we meet baelish baelish brings C- catlin rides into town and she's like, "Oh, nobody knew we were here." The second she gets into the gates, we have two men of the city watch come up and say, "Yes, Lady Stark, welcome to Winterfell, or Varys, welcome to King's land Paris has his little birds yeah. even
0: up north. They tweeted him from all parts oh, yeah. of the world. They tweeted him. From all um, parts of the world. So, other than that, episode three, I'm trying to think what really actually happens. um but well, uh, we have we like, have the dialogue
1: just... between Catlin and Peter Baelish, and yeah. they find out that the dagger belonged to Tyrion. Tyrion won the dagger off Baelish right. at the King's Name Day tournament last year. So now all the gears are turning. Now Ned and Catlin are sitting there going, "Whoa, Tyr. Tyrion, Lannister, just... Tyrion, exactly. Tyrion Lannister might have just always tearing exactly. Tyrion Lannister might just pushed our son out the window. There's some evil shit here." Ned Stark's saying, "You gotta be careful." You got to be careful, all right? We're in, we're in their territory right now. They hold all the cards. Oh, and Don't do anything stupid.
0: Daenerys starts to get learn how to get a little bit of power. Yep. Um, she's starting to feel the power a little bit. Yep, um, back in Westeros. The dragon eggs are... Essos. The dragon eggs are starting ESO's. to kind of, um, you know, ignite her fire a little bit, someone said.
1: And we also find out she's pregnant. Right. She and so Jorah Mormont looks at her with a little bit of interest. He right. goes, I must ride for Pentos. He goes, I have to... Something's going on. Jorah's on some other hidden agenda here. Yeah. He's—I don't know—the pregnancy piques his interest, and then we find out later in the episode. He's jealous.
0: Yeah. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> find out later in the episode that Ned Stark and Robert Baratheon find out she has a baby. Correct? Do we know she's pregnant yet?
0: Mm, I, I don't know. I don't remember. Right. I don't know if the information got there.
1: Sure, it might be. I might have just sped up. I might have just sped up the clock a little bit. Spoiler okay. alert. So cool.
0: Um. Yeah, but these first three episodes were pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I'm happy to get back. Um, Starting to feel that dialogue, it, you know, it's only three, it's yeah. kind of tough to get fully into it so it is. far, and it'll take us time to kind of work on breaking down these episodes, sure. so like, this was our first run through of how we did it, and we're going to need help on what you guys want to listen to from us, so we're definitely going to start doing some of, you know some Game of Thrones bits, Um, you know best fat characters in Game of Thrones or just in movies in general that was our idea um, what what religion would you be in Game of Thrones um, where would you live little you know, tidbits what, we might start doing stuff like that Or do you name want... your
1: sword yeah. everybody comment the name of your sword mm-hmm.
0: uh, or do you want more um, us kind of going through the story or do you want us just kind of hitting on points of the story and not telling you what happened in the episode um, if you know what happened in the episode because you watched it tell us to stop doing that that's fine we're here for criticism, and we need to know what you guys are looking for from us. Whoever's rewatching with us, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're looking to you guys. So, talk to us. We'll talk right back to you. Follow us on um what are you watching pod W R Y W pod on Twitter. Um, we'll be engaging with fans, and um, that's it for our Game of Thrones rewatch. Any other thoughts? Final thoughts?
1: Uh nothing that really ponders my mind. uh you know. I'm just really excited to see this going. You know, you see Arya starting to create her list a little bit. You know, things things are going on. It's, it's, it's getting exciting. It's getting it, exciting.
0: It, everything is just getting their feet set. And, like, stories are beginning to start. Uh, the causes are about to start these actions mm-hmm. very soon. Yeah. Oh, I like how, real quick, Robert says, I know that there's a war coming in. I don't know when and I don't know with who, but there's a war coming
1: totally. in. Totally. Yeah. Deep. Yeah, something is something is transpiring up in the Capitol.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in for episode two, um,
1: or nine. However <laughs> look
0: at it. I don't. I don't know where we're at. Next time we're drinking coffee. Next time we we'll be eat, in the Zen. We're gonna be juiced up. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. Who knows anymore? Yeah. Nobody knows anymore. Who knows nobody what's going knows. on?
1: That's why you got to give us the almanac. Yes. So we can go back in um, time and save the world.
0: We would know so much if we had the almanac. That's all we need. God
1: damn it. That's all we need. Just bring me the almanac. Whoever's out there has it. Whoever's listening. I know you are. Um,
0: I saw a heavy quote, but I forget it. Um, so, I got a little quote here Tend this off. Progress is impossible without change. And those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. Who said that? George Bernard Shaw.
1: George Bernard Shaw. I know the man like the back of my hand. <laughs> I know
0: these names better than I know my own.
1: My own. And as always, lads, you can't eat your pudding unless you eat your meat.
0: Yeah, we'll see you next week. Peace. Uh, I'm here, I'm
1: just can't stop the-